This is episode 9 of Eat, Play, Sex. Here's a hot highlight for what's to come. And you go, oh, that sounds like a hormone problem. And you, you test the hormones, and you then the physician might pat themselves on the back. Yep, I found your problem. It's a hormone imbalance. We're going to give you some of this hormone, bioidentical, and make up the difference. So now you'll be, quote, unquote, in balance. They'll even uh, retest you to make sure the paper looks good. And you might get some relief from that. So is everyone happy? Well, for a while. If you don't address the underlying stressors that put you into that shape in the first place, the the um, first you'll either the symptoms will come back, and sometimes they do with a vengeance. In which case, you might just take more of that same med. Oh, you need a stronger dose, and what? so you're still ignoring the underlying cause, or you get new symptoms. And they just manifest yeah. some other way because you haven't addressed the stressors, hidden or otherwise, that are what put you out of balance in the first place. This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with your Queens of Climax, Dr. Cat and Die, the place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Side effects of this podcast may include more lovemaking, hormone harmony, spontaneous sex, exceptional orgasms, less sugar cravings, and more sex cravings. In rare cases, listeners experience a strong desire to try new sexual positions and lube with organic edibles. If you experience moods happier than usual, contact your Facebook friends immediately. Hey lovers, this is Dr. Kat. I'm here with Diane Kayser. Welcome to Eat, Play, Sex. Raha! Welcome everyone! How was your weekend this Oh, this girl, I went wine tasting yesterday. It was amazing. Wine tasting? Yeah, yeah. So I had the four-week warrior cleanse that we did. And everybody, like the average person, the average warrior, we had 50 people in there. The average warrior lost 10 pounds and boosted. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I? Oh, wait, I've known about this. You don't this. need to lose weight. <laughs> you do not need to lose any fat, girlfriend. I'm a, I'm a warrior, <laughs> too. You will lose I'm your... Gonna... Yeah, you're a warrior, but I don't want you to lose your boobs or your booty. Okay, I'll yeah. keep them. Yeah. I mean, you could boost a little bit of energy maybe because we talk about, you know, boobs, booty, body, brains, you know, all those stuff we get to boost. All the bees. All the bees, the girls. Bees. So, yeah, we celebrated yesterday. I took um, my girlfriend with me. She's a nurse, and she she's frequently frustrated at work because she now that she's learned, you know, the stuff we're going to talk about today, actually, and the warrior way, um, she is frustrated because she's a nurse and she's there watching people like literally die from overdosing oh on drugs. God. And, yeah, it's oh, pretty crazy. Oh, that's awful. Well, while yeah. you were wine tasting, I was leading partner yoga classes. Yeah, It was so sensual it was all about intimacy and dropping down into our bodies and connecting and feeling into our partners oh my god it got so heated in there i'm not even kidding there was probably in in one of my workshops there were 13 couples and then the other one about the same and it was just amazing wait so can you say the word intimate break down the word intimate intimate (laughs) i don't know it's like like when you break down the word intimate it's like into me it's like into like oh. it's like the you into me part it's so like when we combine yeah so i like to say intimacy is into me you see that's it 
Yes, I actually wrote an article on that on my blog. Oh, we should put in the show notes. Write it down. Katmeyer.com on my blog. On my blog. Into me, you see. You know, we should probably combine a weekend like that with like wine tasting and couples, you know, yoga. (laughs) What would that be like? (laughs) God, everybody falling over. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a whole new like meme. I know there's this whole series of like people who get drunk and they say it's like uh, drunk yoga or something like that. Yes. People doing those fun like back, back, poses i don't think that's fun for those people i think they pass out over the chair so they wake up in a lot of pain that's what i'm assuming i would i think it's probably not a good idea especially considering the alcohol is one of like the biggest killers of our sex drive you know i wonder how many couples actually yeah i'm thinking of yoga drunk yoga and falling over and pushing each other and i don't know if that actually builds intimacy i don't know about that no i think it builds um duis and hostility yeah and what happened last night yeah not a good idea maybe we'll just stick with chocolate yeah chocolate oh yes and we're we're recording this now it's gonna be a different time you guys are listening to this but we're recording this it is valentine's week so hopefully you guys or listening to this later and had a great Valentine's Day, but um, <laughs> chocolate is the, one of the most powerful antioxidants in the world. So, you know, not mm. the milk chocolate kind, but like cacao. Kat and I just put it on our faces before we got We on put this. cacao on our faces? Yeah, we did. We Can did. Can you we, visualize that? Cacao yeah. <laughs> on your face. <laughs> not to, it's not an animal, guys. We're not putting cows on faces. It's animal <laughs> tested and approved for safety. <laughs> Cacao is also an amazing heart opener. So mm. when you consume cacao, and I've consumed it down in Costa Rica where it's fresh from the plant. Ooh. I know. Yeah. Wait. Extreme heart opener. You you want to cuddle with people. You want to engage and connect with people. Heart opener? Like, does it help with hard-ons too? Hard I'm opener, sure it does. hard on. And that yeah. might be where the idea that chocolate is an aphrodisiac comes Absolutely. From. Yes, yes. I can't wait to talk to with the person who is on the other line that I'm going to introduce you because he is actually a man who has pretty much taught me a large percentage of what I know as it relates to the the, the pleasure centers of our body. Like the, pleasure oh, centers. Yeah, yeah. And and you guys are probably all going like, I wonder who this guy is they're going to introduce. But it's, it's somebody who taught me like pretty much and this is so crazy that this guy has taught me more about hormones and my cycle and fertility than anyone in school, than even my mom knew, than my Aww. aunts, than you know, sorority sisters, girlfriends combined. And this is actually what's really sad about our society today is that mm. we're not empowered with this stuff about like what our hormones mean to us and, and the way that we're not taught today how to heal the root causes of hormone dysfunction and why we might not be playing you know, and, and sexing and eating successfully. That's such a good point because growing up the only things I knew about hormones was to be afraid of them because that's when puberty oh, happened that's awful. I know I always thought that they were just something that overage your whole body and you couldn't do anything about it and I was going to be in a puddle of tears you know once a month every month for the rest of my life that was my understanding of hormones yeah that's that's not fun <laughs> at all no <laughs> to, to, to feel shameful about something that is inevitable in your body so well, today I'm really, really, really excited to introduce to you someone who um, is educating people all around the world, uh, practitioners like myself, um, how to heal people from from the bottom up. Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> that should be the 
Don't quit your day job. My, my BJs? <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, so anyway, Reed. We've got Reed Davis on the other line. He is amazing. He's a nutritional therapist, and he's been the health director and case manager at a wellness clinic uh, in my neighboring city, San Diego, for yeah. over 15 years. And he's the founder of the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Certification Course. That's what I am. I'm a functional diagnostic nutritionist. And he's provided functional lab testing to over 10,000 clients. Wow. And is known around the world for his systems of natural and holistic protocols mm. that help people get over their health problems. So, oh, love it. yeah, there's over 2,000 of me. You? Yeah. We do not need that much. I know. <laughs> too many unicorns. Well, I mean, Reed's trained over 2,000 functional diagnostic nutritionists in 50 different countries on how to identify the underlying causes of disease. So it's pre- he, he's, you know, no big deal. Reed obviously sounds pretty lazy. He's not on a big mission yeah, to he- heal the world, save the world. Why is he on here? I don't, I don't even know. Can we, is it too late to quit? Is it- <laughs> Reed! Hello, Diane. Hello, Dr. Cat. It's really a pleasure to be here. You guys are wonderfully playful, I see today, and that's an amazing thing. I'm happy to participate in the in the play. In the, in the play, you yeah. Want to play with I, well, us, Reed. At least let me watch. You know. <laughs> we, no, it'll cost a- you extra, Reed. Of course, I want to participate. <laughs> I'm not a standby guy, you know. It's just- but in all but, seriousness, uh, we do have a couple of questions for you If you w- that we ask all of our guests. And we'd love if you could answer one of those. I would, I'm very game for that. I wanted to back up just a quick sec and say, Diane, thanks. Yes, we've trained a couple thousand FDN practitioners, but there's only one Diane Kayser. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, I'm blushing, and her. that's not my cacao. <laughs> <laughs> Humbled. We'll thanks, keep our- Reed. Yeah, thanks, Reed. So on that note, um, we would like to ask you one of the following two questions. You get to pick whichever one you'd like to answer, but we have question number one. What is behind door number one? What is your most embarrassing sex moment or what is behind door number two? What was one crazy diet or nutrition thing you tried for sake of your sex health or body? Oh, geez. I mean, I could answer both of those. Um, The first one is probably the longer list um, <laughs> <laughs> but because you know there's only, only so many things you can try uh to eat for your sexual i mean the rocky balboa diet you've heard of that right what in the, in the movie the raw eggs in, in the movie rocky he downs like six raw eggs and he really does it and he he does it in um his latest movie too um, oh you could add oysters, grass-fed, yep. lean beef, you know, nuts and fruits and banana, you know, all these different Ooh. things like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've tried different diets, but um, you know, as far as embarrassing moments go, um, you know, that's hard. I guess, I guess, having someone walking on you, you know, Doing that's what? happened. Doing what? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, you're with one girlfriend, and then you know you're. You're engaged in uh, activities, and then another one walks in on you. That's pretty oh. embarrassing. <laughs> and that's happened. Oh. <laughs> it happens, right? It so happens. It, it came to mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and getting caught playing doctor when I was like five or six, that was really embarrassing. <laughs> that was like that was like crying embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you started early too, Reed. <laughs> I think I might have actually been eight, you know. I was a little older. <laughs> it all yeah. starts in the monkey bars. <laughs> yeah, so uh, 
Next question. <laughs> no, I think I think you covered both of them. So we'll okay. we'll get right into the show so people can. I hope hopefully you guys got a little bit of a, a chuckle from that. You built some six pack abs, maybe even a little bit of blood flow. So um, and definitely probably some you know compassion. A lot of us have been walked in on, or I don't even remember playing doctor, but I did didn't like Barbies. So. Reed, I want to quote you and then we'll get started. Um, okay. You know, with a question. You, know, for, you have a lot of amazing mic drop moment quotes, a lot of them. But the one that I quoted on my website is what you say. And then it pretty much encompasses what we do as practitioners, as FDN practitioners. And it is really what truly I believe many people are looking for solutions. They think they're going to get this, but they totally don't in modern uh, medicine today. And so this is your quote. Our job is to look upstream from the symptoms using labs that are available to identify opportunities to restore function and balance. So, and, and you nailed it. Like you help us understand with, and today I want to talk mainly about women's hormones. Um, we'll have another show another day about men's hormones, but specifically I want to like walk, walk people through a timeline of what women are used to today. So like, Let's walk through the current norm and reality for women. Like as a teenager, we're encouraged to take the pill for skin issues and fertility prevention and, mm -hmm. you know, hormone chaos, painful periods. And the daughter is like, well, I don't feel well. The mom agrees. She's, you know, take the pill. Her mom doesn't know any better because she's did that as, as a, you know, young child. So why is this a problem today, Reed? What do you think is the main issue with just prescribing a teenager a birth control pill? You know, it's a good question. I would go back a little bit further and say uh, that that menses, uh, you know, puberty is happening earlier, and so that's a sign. You know, it used to be 13, 14, 15, and uh, I remember my first wife. She didn't have her first period till she was seventeen or something like that. Yeah, tall, tall, skinny girl, and um, so you know, so it starts before the time period you're even talking about. They, they, some of these girls aren't even teenagers yet and they're having their periods already that's a problem in my view with estrogen in the environment and and maybe some other stuff you know in food and things like that so then by the time they are a teenager and they've been maybe menstruating since they were nine or ten or eleven you know it's it's really kind of um problematic you're gonna get symptoms and so if it's the skin or um, usually it's the skin, a lot of acne and things like that, or it could be something or, you know, that actually is, um, around, you know, painful periods or, or something yeah. like that. So one of the easiest things to do is to regulate the cycle. So you can do that quite easily with birth control pills. They regulate the cycle. Mm -hmm. So if you go to a physician with a complaint of irregular cycles causing pain and bad skin and, and all kinds of things, well, hey, let's make it regular. You know, and mm -hmm. so then at least they can get a handle on it. You're, you're, you're kind of controlling. Now that runs into a lot of problems because um, you aren't even taking the drug for what it's intended for it's it's just meant to for if you don't want to have a baby and you're having sex it's a birth control that's why you're supposed to be taking it if you're going to take it and so it's being used for something other than its original purpose i think you know and, and so it's an off-label use of a drug though that's always got problems going to come along with it like for instance you stay on it for 15 years you know yeah. and you're used to you're used to these regular cycles well women who've been on birth control pills for a lot of years have a lot of other problems along with it like when they do want to have a baby they can't 
You know, like it's because their periods don't go back to normal. Um, oh. They've been regulated so long with with a drug, which is you know really hormones or fake hormones, and that or they get yeast infections. They become really prevalent. No uh, way! I didn't so, realize that yeast infections had were related with with uh, the pill. Well, there's women who've been on the birth control for years, and they have a very high correlation with uh, yeast infections. Absolutely, yeah, and you know, and then that has its own problems. You end up with with gut issues, and and on and on and on. There's hardly anything you can do to the body that doesn't have a ripple effect. You mentioned going upstream, and yeah, so so the symptoms are downstream: the the bad skin, and you're overweight, and you're cranky, or on your periods, or excessive blood flow, or lack of blood flow. You know, scanty menses, and all these different, or spotting during the month you know and yeah it goes on and on and on the number of symptoms so so um you can control that with a pill uh, at least to some extent they've they've had very good good results if those are the if if that's if your only intention is to treat the symptoms well there's one way right right and and read you know another thing that i loved hearing you say I, I don't love it for the fact that it's happening. I love it for the fact that you've described it so so well. And there's articles that you've written. Um, one of my favorites is, you know, or the, what, the question that we pose is, why do I still feel awful yet my labs say I'm normal? So you've conducted thousands and thousands of labs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what all that, that women are told now is take this blood test we're gonna look at this blood test well everything looks fine so i don't know we'll just give you this you know pill prescription procedure thing because we don't know what's going on so what common denominators have you seen that are like different kinds of testings than just blood like why women why women shouldn't just take this like oh i feel you know i feel crappy and this blood test said i was fine so why should they you know peruse to talk with someone else and get a second opinion based on the domin- the labs and denominators that you've seen. Well, the the main reason would be because you know you're not crazy <laughs> unless you are crazy. But women often leave physicians' offices without answers yeah. because maybe the doctor and and this is you know doctors look for disease. They look for serious trouble that's their job and they do a very good job of it and so you could go to a physician and get a standard cbc chem panel you know your typical yearly or and you know um, checkup type blood work and it can look normal and so well there's nothing there for him to treat or her to treat so nothing's showing up you don't have um, anything serious enough yet so you're not in a disease state enough yet, but you know you're not crazy. You know that you're tiredness and fatigue, and you're a little overweight, and you're a little bloated sometimes, and you, uh, and whatever it might be, headaches and skin problems, you know, all these things. You know you're not crazy. So there must be something. Well, you know, again, the physician is there to save your life. He's there to make sure that you don't have cancer and to meet your, you know, something really serious. So <laughs> there's people, and this is where I came from, that didn't you know i know you're not crazy i i trust you that you have all these and there must be underlying reasons for it and so that's where the uh, sort of alternative lab testing came in and i started back in the 90s there was only two types of medicine standard medicine and quackery 
So, so you know, or otherwise alternative medicine. Well, that no, it has evolved beautifully since then into well, it was started because more and more physicians were tired of that telling people to leave their office. Oh, sorry, nothing I can do for you. They actually yeah. wanted to to integrate. So we 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 went from just standard medicine and quackery to well complementary medicine and then wow. integrative medicine mm-hmm. and now it's turned into functional medicine and now and in the future what you're going to hear about uh, on the cutting edge is just called lifestyle medicine and so what's so interesting to me is lifestyle medicine is exactly what I've been doing for 20 years because it's finding out what's really wrong with you and giving you things that you're in control of to do instead of just something to take you know people ask me what can I take for this sometimes I say Take your wife out to dinner, you know. Take a walk, take a or take a hike. <laughs> but, <laughs> take but you know, hike. but take something. It's not always what what you need to take. It's what you need to do. Mm, it's yeah. how you live, and, how you live it, your life. Yeah, diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, supplements, you know, whatever it might be. So, so you know, life. So it's gone from you know standard medicine and quackery. Now there's complementary, integrative, functional, and now it's lifestyle medicine, and that is what we all want to practice on ourselves and each other. Wow, you know, you're talking about getting these labs from the doctors. That's exactly what I went through for years. I would go to my doctor, and bless her heart, she was amazing, always supportive of me. But I knew that something was wrong with my body, and I'm very in tune with my body for being a yoga instructor and really interested in health. And and it was almost like the feedback I kept getting back was, your body's fine, everything's fine, you're normal. I was normal, but I was feeling like crap all the time. <laughs> Right. Yes. Well, people get um, the idea that crappy is normal, and that's yeah. really wrong. You know, it's like it's not normal. Matter of fact, this is amazing. It's a bit anecdotal to what we're talking about, but we've had people do our program, the D R E S S, at diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction supplements, and we 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 develop that program, and we do get some labs. We run, you know, some saliva, urine, blood, stool, whatever, and then we, we develop that program. People start to get more energy and mm-hmm. have and think something's wrong. They're so used to feeling crampy. They're so used to being, like, not, well, they haven't slept enough. They haven't exercised. They're not digesting their food. They're not absorbing the nutrient. They, you know, they, they, they're literally in a state of dysfunction and a fog, and so that when they do feel what we think is normal, like high energy, good yeah. immune system, a clear mind, good sex drive, and things, you know, then they go, oh, something's wrong with me. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, uh, you know, people haven't felt hunger, and people mm. haven't felt a good sex drive. Oh, something must be wrong. You know, I've, I want to have, you know, I sex. I want to have sex, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, What's no, that's, that's normal. Or or a nerd like myself would say when they go, I feel really lightheaded, like my head's feeling a little different. And I'm like, that's your hypothalamus working. <laughs> like your brain is actually making hormones now and receiving information to the pituitary. It's like, yeah, your brain's working. Well done. Awesome. Yay. That's that's good. That's electricity turning on. <laughs> yeah, so, so just getting people to recognize what's normal and not normal is, is um, pretty critical. You know, mm-hmm. symptoms are not normal. You know, you know, it's really good to have high energy, good immune system, good sex drive, clear thinking, ambition, 
you know, wanting to get things done, get up, your feet hit the, gr- you know, you, you, you know, when was the last time you jumped up and down on the bed? And um, ba- this morning. Fit? Okay, like literally you. this morning. I, t- <laughs> you know, I taught well, yoga for, <clears throat> for at, at a lot seven. Of, <clears throat> yeah, well, you're special <laughs> and you're, well, you're evolved, you know, and, but a lot of people, if you ask them that, it's when they were five years old. It's the last time they just sort of jumped up and down in the bed and felt like happy, like crowed like a rooster, like, yeah. woohoo, what am I yeah. going to do today, you know, <laughs> like every day Saturday, you know, like just, so how long has it been since you, uh, not you two, but right. listen, since you felt like that, guess what, that's normal, yes. that's how we're designed to be. Yes, yes, and that's the difference between common and normal, and, and I hear this and read this is, I love what you taught me in FDN, is that um, women, we, we pass this off and we say, well, you know, I know having PMS is normal. I'm like, hold on a second. It might be average, but do you want to feel average? So, but, but this is the problem is that they don't know that they're, they don't know how to get to, um, normal, advanced, better, improved, <laughs> like euphoric. Right. So we, I asked the question earlier that like, you know, a woman goes in, they get their blood work done and the doctor's like, everything's fine. Just like Kat was saying and me or in my early twenties. And I'm like, I, but there's something wrong. I know there's something wrong. And I kept pers- persisting until I found FDN after a lot of health issues because I didn't have any other place to turn. So when the first question I want to ask is this Reed, where do they get these averages? Like these ranges, how do they determine the ranges on these blood tests for hormones to begin with? Well, they're statistical. So there's um, there's uh, uh, everyone they test, and they have all the data, and they have you know the highest and the lowest, and everyone else is in between, and then they pick a median, which is um, a place where half the results are above, and half the results are below. So it's not an average. An average would be if you uh, added up all the numbers and divided by how many test results you have. So a median's different. It's it's half the numbers are above and half the numbers are below. That's a median. And then they decide, and this is done by um, the data and government agencies that regulate labs that come in and decide what normal is. And here's the funny thing, is that normals used to be narrower. So I think people were healthier and we were just looking at a certain amount of data and they would you know toss out the ones above and the ones below a certain acceptable deviation from that median. So you, you could take median, again, is somewhere in the middle, and you'd go, well, this much above or this much below is going to be called normal. And that's where the ranges come from. So it's statistical. It's figuring out what the median is. And then people who are regulating labs, the government agencies, uh, there's federal and state that, that come in and inspect labs and, and look at the data. And they're who dictate what you're allowed to say is a normal range. It's called a reference range. And you're obviously looking at a ton of data. So if you are outside of that range, you're considered either high if it's you're in the high, or low. Now, what's, what's really, really interesting to me is over the, the years I've been in it, the ranges are changing a little bit as to what's ex- – acceptable or, or normal so if you got you know you're looking at thousands and thousands of labs and the high turns out that there's a lot of people over the line and so what the industry says is well these people you can't have this many abnormals yeah so what they do is change the line to make them normal too 
What? Yeah. They just yeah, they just like you take cholesterol for instance, there was a narrower range and then so many people end up being above or below the line, mostly above, that they just said, "Well, there can't be that many abnormal people." <laughs> So they must be normal too. So let's move the line <laughs> so to make them normal too. So and that's exactly <clears throat> that's exactly what has happened. And so that's why in your standard CBC Kim panels, um, we don't look at things the same way. You know, just just because you're within a normal reference range, what they call you know the industry's calling normal, doesn't mean that you're healthy. And by the way, we, we don't even run those labs a lot. You know, we run other labs that are considered, even at, though we've been running them for 20 years, they're still considered experimental or for, re, they call it in the industry, for research purposes. So um, insurance won't pay for them. Usually you're paying out of pocket. And on and on and on. I could talk a lot about lab work if you want, but I'm not sure I'm serving the listeners doing that. Yeah, actually, I would love to talk about testing um, toward the end, read when we're talking about the solutions, okay. you know, like, yeah, because sure. for sure, because, you know, the, 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 just what you said to summarize is that basically as we, as our lifestyles are getting more stressed and more sick and more, you know, um, sleep, sex deprived, oxytocin reducing, they're just moving the bar to define what is normal. They're not saying that like, oh, 20 years ago, this was normal. We're, we're just, we're, they're actually just saying like, it kind of like what I would look at, like with, um, I, we, you know, agreeing that, that body image is really important, but also accepting that, that like obesity is okay. So there's like, there's this space where we would, we would also want to encourage people that, you know, healthy back then is different than healthy now, but if you look at the state of our health, it is major, majorly lacking. So that's why if you go get your results back from your doctor and, oh, we don't know what's wrong with you, but take this pill anyway, it's, it's not, you're not getting, you're not going in to say, hey, doctor, I want to feel optimal. You're saying I have a problem and I want this to go away. And then, yeah. but then it's welcoming another issue with another drug. Yeah, exactly. You could sum it up this way. The health of our population is getting worse. And so therefore it's more normal. To be well, that's just the way things are today. You know, you, you could actually call it normal. Eh, you know, everybody's forty pounds overweight, right? Yeah, so it's, right. It's normal, you know, and has bad sex drive and bad skin and, and all these all these problems. So, you know, from that perspective, it's it's normal. Or you know, the other big lie is, well, you're getting older. Yeah. You know, which which you guys aren't hearing that yet, but you know, at my age, I, I get. You know, I don't want to accept that. I mean, no. I, I certain uh, certain parts of it you accept gracefully, but other parts you go, screw that. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna accept that. Oh, you, you, you know, I mean, being told like women being told that hysterectomies are normal at 40. Oh, it's perfectly normal. Oh, you're all that excessive bleeding that happens. Uh. You know, that that's normal. You know, it's just here, take these pills for a while. If they don't work, we're just gonna do a hysterectomy. And you're 40. You know, and and that that's perfectly normal, and I've had you know a lot of patients, clients, to say the oddest things like that, being yeah. told by by some physician who, who, that it's normal to have these things, which can be so hitting on our sense of womanhood. You know, having these hysterectomies or having I've also had a client in the past, like long time ago. Um, she was, her doctor was telling her to have her, uh, vaginal canal sewed up to, mm. because to p 
prevent the prolapse of the of her um, yeah yeah, yeah. But to keep it in yeah, and she yeah. She was in tears, scared about how she was going to have, be able to have sex. Of course, you know, there's there's other ways to be able to create erogenous, erogenous zones throughout the body. But even mm. just to, to have that brought to you, like, wow, here, this is what makes you a woman. And 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 that's going to be removed from us. We hear so you hear yeah, you hear you hear things like that. And you just wonder, don't you? I mean, we get it a lot in maybe not so relative to today's program and topic, but um, people have their anuses sewed up all the time because they take their colon completely out and they have a permanent yeah. colostomy bag on their hip. Oh, You're like, yeah. that's where you poop from now on, you know, like, like just take the parts out. Yeah. And, you know, and I've seen that disease progression from start at childhood with food sensitivities and progress into, you know, uh, irritable bowel and then Crohn's and then, you know, colon cancer what you know you, you and you end up just having parts removed yeah. well let so, me tell you something you don't have extra parts right no this is it this is my body this is my vessel i better take care of it in fact that's exactly what i did years ago so i met diane we worked together as yoga instructors and i was experiencing all these symptoms i was foggy headed i was overstressed i was not I really did not want sex at that time I was just Aww. like Meh. <laughs> but I uh, talked to her and I was having such bad stomach cramps all the time every day every time I ate and so working with Diane she brought me through your program your program mm -hmm. exactly and going through my doctor I kept getting the same stuff you're normal you're like there's nothing we can do for you so I worked with Diane and, and the results came back and it was like a slap in my face. Like, look at what is happening internally. Like, this is the mm. body I'm carrying around every single day. Mm. And I don't even know the inner world that's happening inside mm. that's causing how I'm moving about in mm. this outside world. Yeah. Yeah, we did a lot of work, read with her digestion and it was crazy. I, yeah, I can't... I, Dr. Kat just runs with something. She's one of those people that you don't have to stalk her. Hey, are you still doing things? I don't have to hold her accountable. Yeah, please don't stalk me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I stalk well, her. I, 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 I have to interrupt you. I have to yeah. say, uh, well, my, my, my new girlfriend uh, accused me of stalking her the other day, which really offended me, except for that <laughs> she doesn't know she's my new girlfriend yet. <laughs> <laughs> consent wait i don't know about that um so that might have gone over some people's head but yeah, you know, of course it was... did um but the what, what i was saying is that that i um i gave her some digestive uh, protocols to follow because again like with her you know one of her labs that came up inconclusive it wasn't like you know obvious to me that there was something going on but like you teach us to help clients and patients we've got to treat the person and the symptoms that they're experiencing not the lab results and so hers wasn't like super straightforward to me i just said you know what i've got some intuition here i'm going to walk you through this i gave her things to do we had a follow-up appointment and then two months later i saw her at the yoga studio she walked by me and i was like where what what happened to you you look so amazing and she's like i just did what you told me like all matter of fact <laughs> and i went this is the power right here. And since then, I have not really seen her suffering too much. So we, we collectively wanted to thank you from the bottom of our hearts and our ovaries 
<laughs> that for helping empower us to learn how to truly heal so that we can connect to ourselves in a deeper way, not just like, you know, getting rid of the chemical interference, but also being able to drop down into our bodies and our intuition to really understand what it is our bodies are communicating to us. That is a very empowering. So thank, thank you, you so much. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's good to hear and it's the whole purpose. It's why we get up every day with the intention to help people is to hear that it works, you know, that it helped people's lives. Yeah. I, I started off um, all those years ago um, with women's health. It was the first sort of demographic, I guess you could call it, because I, I bought a bone density testing machine and I went out to test women's when on my days off at the clinic I would go out and just do these I had a portable bone density testing machine and I would have 10 15 20 women a day getting their having me do their bone density that's how I got into well um, the hormones because well that if that's one of the biggest things that would affect bone density you know and, and that's why I've tested thousands and thousands of people not just for their bones but I, I ran the saliva test for hormones on them that was where I started yeah women's health, women's health exactly and you know we we have the power to heal the world starting with ourselves um I wanted to ask you this Reed and then we can get into like the top three resolutions and some conventional lab testing that you believe is much more helpful and beneficial to get to the underlying root causes of hormonal imbalances um mm -hmm. but I wanted to ask because I know one of the things we haven't touched on it yet but you know th there's the pills procedures and the prescriptions those are the things that you're going to get as a, as a recommendation of prescription from your doctor and that's all you can expect not very many of them are talking about life lifestyle intervention or understanding what kind of lifestyle intervention is even needed at the time because they're not running the right kinds of testing. So what a lot of women are leaving with is like you said, a removal of parts. And then I wanted to also talk about the long-term use of even bioidenticals because I know there's bioidenticals, there's synthetic hormones like Synthroid for the thyroid. Um, then there's the birth control pill. I mean, there's all different kinds of hormones that women are being prescribed. But what I see happening is that they're taking them for years and years, not just the pill, but like two, three, three, four years of taking even bioidenticals, which are, you know, mother nature's version of something that looks similar to our body versus some, something synthetic. So it's more healthy. Mm -hmm. And there's many doctors out there that specialize in bioidenticals, but then they just keep them on for years and years and years. And what, what danger is there in the, that, like the bioidenticals? And we could talk about the procedures too. Well, certainly bioidenticals are better than the pure synthetics so I would say that's a step in the right direction in terms of uh, putting things in your body um, with the understanding that bioidentical means that it has been constructed with the exact same chemical formula as your real hormone but it's not a still not a real hormone bioidentical means that it, it's made in a factory but it is made with the same chemistry the exact same chemical structure uh, as what's, uh, and you can just you know look at the chemical structure on on paper and say, oh, it's the same as what's, in, but it's not from your body. It's not your hormone, and it's not even a human hormone. It's, it, again, it's made in a factory to the same specifications. So that's an interesting thing people people don't get. And um, the the other thing, of course, is again it relieves symptoms. Now, anytime you're relieving symptoms, and that's all you're doing you're usually leaving what's really wrong on the table. You know, you're, you're not addressing what's really wrong. For instance, sex hormone imbalances, whether it be progesterone estrogen or uh, estrogen to testosterone or, you know, even cortisol to DHEA and the, these very important 
hormone relationships, you can look at them. You can first of all look at the symptoms and go, oh, that sounds like a hormone problem. And you, you test the hormones, and you then the physician might pat themselves on the back. Yep, I found your problem. It's a hormone imbalance. We're going to give you some of this hormone, bioidentical, and make up the difference. So now you'll be quote unquote in balance. They'll even uh, retest you to make sure the paper looks good. And you might get some relief from that. So is everyone happy? Well, for a while, because your symptoms are gone, you're, you're on this stuff. So the, the issue that I have with that, and it comes from a long history of noticing people doing that who then ended up with other problems. So if you don't address the underlying stressors that put you into that shape in the first place, the, the, um, first you'll either the symptoms will come back. And sometimes they do with a vengeance, in which case you might just take more of that same med. Oh, you need a stronger dose. And what? so you're still ignoring the underlying cause. Or you get new symptoms, and they just manifest yeah. some other way. Because you haven't addressed the stressors, hidden or otherwise, that are what put you out of balance in the first place. What, so would, was, you, you know. what would you say some of those stressors are? Because we're talking about lifestyle. So for those yeah. of us who are just living this day-to-day -day life, what kind of stressors do you see that are occurring around us causing this? Well, because because I'm in business and I'm an organizer is what I do. I've classified mostly them into the mental emotional category. Yeah. So you, you're in a bad relationship. You have financial issues. You don't mm -hmm. like your job. You, you drive through traffic. You can't figure out what to wear. I don't know. But you, you got <laughs> men, mental emotional stressors. <laughs> Big decision, Reed. Excuse me. I'm just joking. But, you know. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, different things bother different people. Now, there's another form True. of stress, though. It's accumulated pressure on nerves and organs. So it's, um, well, you've had trauma. Like if you've been in car accidents, me, I've been in at least a dozen motorcycle accidents. And it, it always takes me years to sort of fix. You know, some have taken me a long time to fix because you get, you know, like a twisted neck or pressure on nerves or things like that. Now, the same thing, again, the same idea of physical trauma and or micro trauma can come from bad posture and weakness and you're not mm. working out you're not keeping yourself symmetrical and in and in line alignment and things so there's that mental emotional which you know most of that yeah there's the trauma which you probably forgot about like if you might have fell off a bicycle when you're 12 or 8 or you know that could have left some residual pressure on nerves or interference somewhere Whoa. somehow you're out of pain but uh -huh. you really are sort of walking with a gimp your hips could be off your shoulders could be off your neck could be you know and you don't even notice these things that's why we get everyone checked out for physical stressors like that built up accumulated trauma and micro trauma um, and then also and this is where we tend to specialize with the lab work is in the uh, chemical and biochemical stressors and Diane didn't mention this but I came out of the environmental law field so before I was in this back in the 90s I was in I was saving the planet. I was in the environmental area. So the water, you know, and the air and the everything in our food. I mean, it's it's amazing how many chemicals. They're ubiquitous. They're everywhere. They're in your clothing. They're in your um, carpeting, yeah. your furniture, y y everywhere. And our so sex these, products and our lubes. <laughs> you know, there's, there's things. I mean, one of the first things we help people do is select out their um, – show them what's in their food and their um, drinks and in their personal care products and their household care products. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous what's sort of allowed to – 
be uh, put into the environment. And we're not ready for that. We haven't evolved. It just it just causes again this idea of chemical stress and then biochemical stress, which is yeah. really either you know like um, produced by your own body. We produce toxins, and we ingest things like. Uh, bacteria and viruses and parasites and uh, yeasts and and all these different things that produce their own toxins and things. So we've That's got really no- empowering to understand <clears throat> so we can create the environment for ourselves. This yeah, is what yeah. I want to live in. This is what I want to influence me, impact my health and my mental emotional. Yep, it, yep. it's right, and 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 they all kind of um, mix together too. Uh, I have this expression I use. It's called metabolic chaos. There's just activity going on. There, there's you know thousands and thousands of metabolic activities going on, metabolic processes going on in your body. Many we don't know about or much about. And you know the cascade of uh, again whatever the type of stress is, mental, emotional, and trauma, and physical stress, and then of course the chemical biochemical stressors, they cause problems and they can be very subtle at first and because of the way they uh, cascade from one system to another inside the one one metabolic process and and this is really critical you guys will get this uh, because of individual weak links in metabolism in the biochemical individuality bothers one person uh, horribly but doesn't bother the next person we all have our inborn errors of metabolism and acquired weak links and so um, again you're an individual and you've got to look at yourself you, you can't look at um, you know a cohort you're not you're not one of a million people you're one in a million people well you're said. one you're one you're one yeah. yeah so so that's a big difference in our way of thinking you're not a cohort because you're not a study group. You're you're one person. You need to study yourself. And Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Reed, uh, we want to get down to, we really want to get down to it the last five minutes here. So let's talk about, um, if we can, you know, as an alternative, instead of just going to the doctor and, and running the same treadmill, the same rat race, and, and getting the same result every time, which is we don't know what's wrong. Here, take this pill, which makes things worse and creates other issues. What things can, that can they do instead? What things can women do instead to explore um, their hormones, uh, the markers, what could potentially be wrong that's creating hormonal imbalance um, as it pertains to the program that you've created that I'm doing, uh, that I offer, obviously. Um, yeah. so we'll talk about testing, and then let's talk about the top three solutions that you would recommend women do today. Well, um, hormones are important, the immune system is important, digestion is important, and I'll throw in detoxification for good luck. You know, So the top three things plus plus just detoxifying your body. Hormone, immune, digestion, and then detoxification. And you, with just a couple simple labs, some saliva and some urine, you know, which are easy to do at home, you can look into those things. How are they really working? Because those tests, and this takes us back to what you said when we started, that's how you look upstream. You, you, you don't worry about the symptoms so much. Those will go away. And if you have to take something, take something. Uh, hopefully it's natural um, but you know so there's relief care we don't really worry about that too much yeah get some relief whatever if you have hot flashes here's something for that 
you know, and that'll get your head on straight. So now, now let's deal with what's upstream: the hormone, immune, digestion, and detoxification pathways. The, the idea is that you can take control, start looking at some numbers, get some education on the imbalances, and then the insights into what's causing them, the types of stressors. And so we sort out that metabolic chaos. Read. Again, I've learned over the years to categorize it, to systematize it, yep. and that way it's step-by-step process. Yep, and I wanted to make sure that I distinguished something very, very important, which is a question that I get asked often, so I knew that you'd be the man to ask. Mm. And that is the women who are doing blood testing, they, their doctors may test cortisol, they may test DHEA, mm-hmm. they may look mm-hmm. at, you know, they may look at four ty- four different points of the day for cortisol, which is the stress hormone that's mm-hmm. made by the adrenal glands. Now, mm-hmm. my question is this, why why is it different to test blood for these things, these sex, stress, and sleep hormones versus saliva? Yeah. Well, the saliva is, first of all, the bioavailable level. It's been through all the processes. It's not bound by anything. It's pretty much, that's the free free market, you know, availability. So you're dealing with what's really your body's using. Whereas in the blood, much of the hormone can be bound up by, if it's a sex hormone, a sex mm-hmm. hormone binding globulin, you have thyroid binding globulins, you have yeah. a lot of a lot of binding and things like that. You start getting into where's the, the, the binding globulins made in the liver and it, it just gets really convoluted and it's hard to interpret. So, and plus everyone sort of is in the, normal reference range anyway yeah we, like we were saying yeah yeah so so um it could be not worth the papers written on frankly and um you know th- so that's why physicians and they're very good at this and god bless them look i said there's nothing wrong with relief care so a doctor could look at a blood test and say well you're not you're not dying you don't have cancer there's nothing really wrong with you that's showing up here yet um so here's something for your symptoms you know they palliate they in other words here's for your hot flashes here's for those periods here's for the the acne here's for the whatever you know so there's there's pills for everything yeah and and that's not even a horrible thing to get you through the day but you you know our way of looking into the body is just more it's more looking at the healing opportunities what needs to be fixed so that you don't just aren't reliant just on relief care absolutely yeah and we don't want to just live our lives getting through the day we want to <laughs> we want to live our lives excited yeah. like you said jumping out i mean like uh, yes i have another day and i'm gonna feel amazing you know what i hate when yeah. i hear people say and i'm like hey so how you doing they're like hanging in there i'm like what what are you sounds, hanging in there? What, yeah, where are you hanging? What's hanging? What What's is hanging? it from the ceiling? Is it, What color are you wearing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're just, oh, I'm, you know, I'm okay. I'm like, no. Or I just need to get through Saturday. I just yeah. need to get through this day. I just need to, you, we're totally not present to our day. Is we're, it Friday yet? Yeah, we're moving <laughs> yeah. to the future. Yeah, so there, you, get, you get it. You know, there's that relief care. is not. It's not acceptable to just do that. We want corrective care to actually fix what's and that's where people need to be committed to you know that's the other tip of the day you you better take it seriously and get committed to it so if it means uh changing your diet and and going to bed on time even if you don't want to um and getting a good night's sleep forcing yourself to do that learning to make that a habit and and joining a gym and going to your yoga or pilates which is one of my favorites um i also do jujitsu so i I do also do very rigorous exercise yeah, very robust program. We get hurt a lot, but 
you know, life goes on and you, you deal with it. But, but you know, so it, it's empowering to know what you have to do. And the, and the labs give us insights as to what's really wrong so that you can work through that and stay committed to that corrective process, which for some people who come to us as, pardon the expression, kind of train wrecks, you know, it's like it's you're talking about six 12, 18 months. Yes, yes. Look, it took you 12, 18 years to get here. Yeah. What's wrong What's wrong with 18 months of getting yourself back in shape and losing a pound a month or two pounds a month? That's mm -hmm. 36 pounds in 18. Or if you lost three pounds a month, and, you know, this is a problem you have. People, they, they're only losing a pound every month. And I said, well, look, but after after a while, that, that adds up. Like, that's good. Lose it slow. Lose. And so it that stays away. Care, that's where, and this I'll finish with this. That's where we need health coaches. We need fifty thousand to seventy-five thousand health coaches to perform this lifestyle medicine. Doctors are going to be saying they do lifestyle medicine, but they're still, I'll say, just the doctor. You know, they're going to, they can, they're bound by their licensure to do a certain standard of care, and but what they're going to do is make sure nothing's really wrong with the client and patient well that it's the health coach that's going to walk the person and and keep that person moving through the corrective process so that we're not just doing relief care yeah that's yeah. that's the story yeah no it's 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 very very true reed is it's going to take a whole community it's going to take uh, a big society of people who are teaching things consistently instead of like oh just juice juice cleanse for three days and your whole life is going to change and all the metals that you've accumulated over the years are all going to be gone so it's I, I know that what the and, and I'll end up by saying this too is that um, I, I do want to you know, if you're not listening and if you're doing something else right now I, I encourage you to stop just for one moment to hear me out with this last final thing I would like to express and that is that Reed just mentioned it the majority of people who finally stop to listen are train wreck um, they they're literally broken down on the side of the road. Um, they've been drinking caffeine, they've been doing all kinds of relief care that is unhealthy for them, that's driving them even farther off the side of the road. And women, this is a lot of us, we try to do too much. Um, we're trying to impress people that we don't even care about with you know, things that cost a lot of money. Um, we're following procedures based, you know, blindly based on you know, the fact that we feel like we're broken, even though we can't find solutions. We're just trying to get through the day and that's not a way to live. And your body for a long time has been trying to communicate to you that something is wrong. So if you wait until you've got six, seven, eight symptoms and you're on the side of the road, it's you have waited way too long. So at the earliest sign of a symptom, this is where your body's talking. So we encourage you to start listening before you get to this point where you are completely broken and, you're, and you can't go to work and you can't have sex and you're super depressed and you feel like your entire life is crumbling underneath you because this is also not a way to teach our future generations. Your kids are seeing this. Your family, your friends, your partners, they're seeing that this is okay, that you're accepting this is okay. So Reed has something that he's including as a free gift we're going to include for you. And also, if you've ever thought about becoming a health coach, obviously, like Reed said, we need you. We need people to step up like Dr. Kat and I are doing in this world to empower you to realize that there is something bigger and better inside of you that just wants to be turned on. And so you can also be turned on in the bedroom. So... We'll leave you with that. Reed, thank you so much for being here today. Any final closing <laughs> thoughts, Dr. Cat? Oh, meow. <laughs> just, just, just uh, you know, we all want to see some good done in the world, but we're seeing to it that some good is done in the world. So keep up the good work. Thank you, Reed. Thank you for everything. Big, huge virtual hug. And uh, all of our lovers out there, never forget that sex matters. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> cool. Thanks for tuning in, lovers. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. You can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out katmeyer.com or diankazer.com. Until next time, don't forget to nourish your sex life.